Hello, everyone. Welcome to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, here today without Joshua Vickery, who's getting ready for his big fundraiser of the year tomorrow. So I'll be here with our guests today. But a little bit about us. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. Community. So on this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we introduce to you guests who are influential leaders and artists and who are truly making a difference from the heart with a capital A-R-T. Ta-da! So I did that today without Joshua, to my dear guests. Well done. Yes. Well done. <laughs> Listeners, today we have uh, representing the Orlando Ballet. I'm very excited. We're bringing back Robert Hill, their artistic director, and Mr. Shane Jewell, executive director. And Robert, I think you're also the founder, yes? No. You're not the founder? No, no. This is the 45th year of of Orlando Ballet. And prior to that, it was called Southern Ballet Theater. So I'm going into my 11th season. So I'm I've been around. Yes, but you haven't been around for 45 years. No, now I, I know why that look I got. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> but you know, I, I, to be honest with you, it wasn't really put on the map for me until I met you. Well, thank so you. So that's why. It, it's, it's really, really uh, come a long way in the 10 years that mm-hmm. I've been here. Absolutely. I'm very, very proud of where it's, it's, it's better than ever. The, well, take the us on the Reader's Digest version okay. of the history of Orlando Ballet up to today. I, I don't know a whole lot of the prior That's to okay. my being here history, other than it was, you know, a big school and uh, it was called Southern Ballet Theater, mm-hmm. and it just it kind of um, got to a certain point where um, they they decided to change the name to Orlando Ballet, and I, I just know that where it is now compared to where it was ten years ago when I first got here is a very very big jump mm-hmm. in a very good way. So. Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of the quality of the product, in terms of the uh, functionality of the organization, from the board of directors to the administrative staff, to finally having an executive director that really can do that job, mm-hmm. um, very, very happy to have him, because we're partners in this. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Can't have you want to add into that? What have you learned about Orlando Ballet in your year here? Um, I think my biggest takeaway, and one of the reasons I was most interested in being part of this organization is... A lot of arts companies struggle just to stay at the status quo, just to keep their budget where it is and keep funding coming in. Um, for a variety of reasons, Orlando Ballet is poised for a tremendous amount of growth over the next several years, um, all starting with the foundation of having a high-quality artistic product and artistic director um, and using that to leverage the community and regain their trust because there's been lot of up and ups and downs mm-hmm. over the last decade for the organization and mm-hmm. even before then um, you know to solidify that we are here and we're here to stay and we're financially stable um, there's something really unique we're building right now mm-hmm. and it's exciting time to be a part of it by the way Robert you have a great radio voice I didn't know that until oh until just, yeah yeah well thank you you <laughs> both do <laughs> you both do we should do something exactly together. Thinking we are that. doing something we'll right do, now let's do bar talk <laughs> <laughs> Bar talk like that. Yes. B A R R E. That's good. That's right? Good, yeah. Not Bella Bar talk, yeah. but you know. Yeah. Coffee talk, Coffee bar talk, talk, right? <laughs> Coffee talk. Well, there goes the bar talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that attracted you here, the potential. 
uh, it, mm-hmm. where it's already come and where you think you your vision for where it can go mm-hmm. from where it already stands. Yeah, right now uh, the annual budget of Orlando Ballet is about $7 million, mm-hmm. and we constantly compare ourselves to our peers throughout the country in terms of population size, socioeconomics. Um, we believe that Orlando can sustain a $9 million company, mm. and so we're looking to grow it uh, $2 million over the next you know three to five years. Fantastic. Yeah. So... Um, Reader's Digest version for people that don't know finances for the arts the way you do. But how do you make that happen? What has to happen with our population, our citizens, our leaders to make us all want to have that vision as well? Well, a a variety of things. For ballet, which is a little bit unique to a lot of performing arts organizations in terms of our business model, because we have three buckets of income that make up our budget. Mm. And they're all about 33%. They're all fairly equal. Um, So it's ticket sales, Mm -hmm. obviously contributed income, um, and then our school, which mm. is a big part of our business, which a lot of organizations don't have a full-time school right. with over you know a thousand kids attending. A thousand, um, you have a thousand children? Children, um, children and adults. We wow. have adult classes as well. So, right. uh, and we have a summer program that brings in you know, two to 300 kids from all over the world, from Japan and the UK and Spain, obviously in Florida as well and all over the country. So. I had no idea it was that that has grown that much. That's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. And now what percentage is professional and what percentage is just dancing because you, we want you to be more aware of your body and move? Um, I would say it's probably about 75, 25 right now in terms of the main heart of the school is our pre-professional to professional program where mm-hmm. we're training students to be professional dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had a strong focus over the last couple of years in expanding our adult program so that you know dance is truly for everyone mm-hmm. we want to get to a point where a parent can come and drop off their student for a class and go down to studios and take a zumba class or a yoga class or mm-hmm. whatever it is if you want to move mm-hmm. we'll have something for you at orlando ballet school and wow. you will definitely want to become one of our students in our new facility which Ooh. is coming in november what but oh yeah do you don't know about it no oh Mary, how can i not know about oh, this oh my god God, <laughs> I, I took a tour yesterday. I'll show you pictures. Oh, okay. It is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to see us, this. Tell okay, us, is it, is it so, all right if we segue, or we'll come uh, back to this? How about we come back we'll to come it? We'll come back. Listeners, I think we that will that come a, back. That was a perfect segue for community outreach. Well, thank you, Robin. Don't you think? I, I was just thinking I would talk about uh, community outreach there for a little go. bit. There you go. Great, okay. okay. Oh, I see why you're oh. together as a team. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as part of our mission, um, it's to educate, entertain, and enrich through the highest quality of dance and making sure that dance is available for everyone within our community, regardless of their family's socioeconomic status. So we have several different programs. We have a program where um, called Intro to Dance, where every second grader in Orange County, or 15,000 kids, come and see the Nutcracker for free. Every really? single mm-hmm. yeah. It's amazing. <sighs> yeah. yeah, it is so heartwarming. And has that been happening? Yes. Well, how could it not, right? Yeah. Yeah. Orange County Public Schools has been a, a great partner with that. It's so important that children experience uh, the arts at a young age. There mm-hmm. are studies out there that say if a child has not experienced a certain art form by the age of 10, there's less than 1% chance they'll be a patron of that art form as an adult. Wow. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you know, for most of us in the arts, I've been in the arts my entire life, um, we can almost all track back one show that we saw when we were young. For mm-hmm. me, it was West Side Story. Mm. And that lit a spark in us that became a passion and a fire for the arts. 
And so every time we have those performances, I look out on those kids and I wonder how many of them is this going to be that show that 30 years from now they're going to say, I was, you know, saw the Nutcracker in second grade and it changed my life. Mm. And it's, it's a really special thing. So we have that. But it's also important for us to get out into the community. So we have a program called STEPS we're very proud of. Um, STEPS is a program where we go out and we have residencies and they are predominantly Title I schools, community centers. We have a partnership with the Boys and Girls Club. And we go in and offer free ballet training. Two years ago, we had seven residencies. And we brought in a full-time community enrichment director, a woman named Charmaine Hunter, who was a principal at Dance Theater of Harlem. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, she is she is a dynamo. She's still here with us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in her first year, went from seven residencies to twenty-one, and this year, in our third year, we have gone to forty-two residencies. So over two (laughs) thousand kids in Central Florida who would never have, most of them would never have had the opportunity to have ballet training are getting that. And on top of it, we built a scholarship program. So kids that are merit-based that we find that are talented, they come and take professional training at our school at no cost. And this has been going on for a while, but not to this level. I know, remember there was one kid who was in a boys and girls club and she got the scholarship to take with us. And that turned into a full ride uh, to college on a dance scholarship. And she is now a dance teacher and a physical therapist working with dancers. So this program literally changes lives. My goodness, is she here in our area? She's in Southern Florida. That's so wonderful. Yeah. I can see why you're proud of that. Absolutely. What a Absolutely. difference it makes. What show was it for you when you were young? I don't, I, every time I hear you don't say that story. Don't ruin my story, story I know, <laughs> I think I'll have to make one up. Pick one, okay. make it be the Nutcracker. <laughs> or one that sticks out when you were younger. For me, it was Oliver. Oh, really? On Broadway. Well, I started dancing late. You know, I was in I was in high school already. So mm-hmm. I I I don't remember. I think you know maybe the movie Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where I went, ooh, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I it, it, I started dancing, and then I went down to South Florida. There was a tour of I think it was called Stars of American Ballet, and I saw um, these uh, amazing. New York stars mm-hmm. performing, and I remember having that performance was very impactful. I was like, "Wow, I want to do that." Mm. See, there you go. You have a show. That's your show. But it wasn't when I was in second grade. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we all have experiences when we're supposed That's to. That's right. No, it's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my so. goodness. Well, so many changes have have happened. What is what are some of the things that you're working on these days that you're looking forward to um, moving forward? Oh my gosh! Well, the, let's talk about the rest of the season because okay. we have. We'll get to the. We'll get to what's coming. It has to keep you in the seat, listeners. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you got to get your tickets for Vampires Ball because it's already selling. It's poised to outsell. What's what? What? How do you quantify that, Shane? The way the tri- tickets are tracking now, it will be the highest selling non Nutcracker ballet we've had in forty five years. Wow! Beating out Swan Lake. Wow! What? What's making the vampire? Uh, Sweet, is it? The vampire. Vampire's ball. Ball, ball. So, um, so, like, everyone's rushing to get the tickets. It, the it, this is the fourth time we're doing mm-hmm. it, actually. I made it about nine years ago, just on a fluke. And it turned out to be this sort of um, humorous, serious, not serious, lots of good hard dancing, entertaining, 
all of those things, and the story is ridiculous. But you know, most ballet stories are pretty ridiculous. And of course, the dancing's amazing. And the dancing is amazing, yeah. and it's it's theatrical, and and, and people want to see it every year. And we're actually opening on Halloween night. You uh, are. Yes. Tell us about how people can find out more information and get tickets. Well, they can get tickets. Uh, easiest would be by going to our website, orlandoballet.org. Okay. Um, or you can go up to the box office at Dr. Phillips Center. Um, you can find it on their website mm-hmm. as well. Or you could come to our office or call us. Okay. So there you have it. Uh, orlandoballet.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, DrPhillips.org, I believe. Or Correct. just go up to their box office. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm That's really excited amazing. about it. Yeah. I think I'm yeah. going to go. Tell us the dates one more time. 31st. 31st. Halloween is the first. And then the first, second, and third. Correct. Second and third. Okay. November. November. Yeah. Yep. Can't believe we're already. I know. Oh, my here. goodness. Four performances. Yep. All right. Four and performances. And then we listeners. will return with the Nutcracker. Okay. At Nutcracker time, the 13th to the 23rd yeah. of uh, December. There is something I wanted to, if we have time to, to add to Vampire's Ball, is um, this is going to be our first time to really experiment with the vast amount of the show. Mm-hmm. The backdrops will be digital projections mm-hmm. as opposed to painted sets, and they can move and oh, animate. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so I think that's it's a really exciting. It's a transition that's happening in the arts in general. It sure is. Utilizing you... technology. Mm-hmm. And so, if you have not seen that, listeners, you want to see how it works. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Actually, it's, yeah. it's the new way of theater these days. So we're calling it Vampire's Ball Revamped. That's revamped. So Love it. <laughs> so how perfect. Well, it's we're going really to revamp campy. during the break we are about to okay. take. <laughs> How's right. that for a segue? But listeners, we will be right back on From the Heart at Magic 107.7 FM. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Today, talking with Robert Hill and Shane Jewell all about what's going on at Orlando Ballet. See you in just a few. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, uh, here without Joshua Vickery, who will be back next week. But he's out getting ready for his big fundraiser of the year tomorrow. And I know he's going to do really well, as he does every year. My friends, today I'm very excited that I'm here um, talking with Robert Hill, uh, Artistic Director, and Shane Jewell, Executive Director of Orlando Ballet, telling us a little bit about the history of the Orlando Ballet and about what they do and why it's important and, and why it's so beautiful. Welcome to both of you again. Thank you so much. So Thank glad you. you're here. Just before uh, we we finished our first segment, we were starting to talk a little bit about, um, well, that went out of my head. <laughs> well, we were talking about programming, but then we decided we were going to talk about this letter. The letter. The that's letter. it. The letter. <laughs> I, I feel like I should be <laughs> Betty Davis at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the ominous letter. Let us continue from where we left off. Tell us about it. It was really touching. Um, we have uh, a board member named Krista Ledden, who is married to our board president, Jonathan Ledden, and they're also our biggest donors, and just amazing, amazing people. And uh, actually, Jonathan served as the interim full-time executive director while we did the search to find Shane. Mm. So he gave not only from his checkbook, but from his 
soul and mm. his yeah it was pretty amazing yeah. and then krista has been teaching a class called be moved in the school and you know doing it and it's all going to the school she's so they're they're all around amazing, amazing people. Absolutely. And they, they both just had birthdays recently. Happy birthday, Krista and Jonathan. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. And so um, this this woman came to one of the Bemoved classes and then wrote a letter. Is that how it worked? Yeah. Um, she had just had a, a loss in her family and uh, was having a pretty tough time. And she came to this class and said, I didn't, I didn't know that this class was going to help me so much as a form of therapy and helping me recover from my grief. Um, this dance class has allowed me to smile and laugh again. Wow. And that's, it's really powerful. I mean, that's, that's, to me, that's a great example of the power of what dance can absolutely, do for your soul. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, it, that is so touching. Mm. You know? And you, did you have any idea? No, we didn't. That's amazing that yeah. people are going through their own life through your class coming to new realizations and new places in their psyche and their soul, and you are just teaching them, no, straighten that leg out. Right, right, right. <laughs> and no, then no, all this, of a sudden they tell you, let me tell you what else you did. Yeah. This is a great class. It's, it was originally designed, I think, for people who were former dancers and, you know, people. You know, you, I, but it, it, the way that Krista teaches it, and it, it's, it's very non-judgmental. It's, it's become this sort of family of people. They look forward to seeing each other and doing these classes together. And a lot of times they go out and socialize afterwards, have a drink or something like that. And um, it, people who are, oh, my God, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be. All you got to do is go and do it once. And you realize you can make as many mistakes as you want. It doesn't matter. What does matter in that class then? What have do a you, good time and move. And move. Mm. Move. So, and why is movement important for the body? For all <sighs> the people out there listening that don't move much, why should they maybe think about moving? Uh, well, because you need to move. Use it or lose it. Do you know what I mean? And and all, all the medical research, every single time you keep hearing them say, move, keep moving, keep moving, you know? And I think even taking it more ideologically, um, it's a different thing that most humans who don't dance get to experience when you are trying to express the emotion that you're feeling and you can't use words mm. and you have to be emotive with your body. And it makes you kind of dig into your soul a little bit mm -hmm. and say, what are the what is the core of what I'm feeling or what is the core of the feeling that I want to to express and how does that how do I embody that feeling? Mm -hmm. Very few people think about how to embody a feeling. Um, so it it makes you very introspective. And I, you know, having taken the Bemove class, I will say that, you know, there's this moment you know, you walk into a room and it's 30 strangers that, you know, eventually do become a family. But my first class was two weeks ago and uh, it was 30 absolute strangers. And then there's these moments that you share when you're dancing in front of the mirror and you all hit this one move at the exact same time and you become this team, mm -hmm. this group that's there to like lift each other up and let's do something together. And you, I mean, I left feeling closer mm. to people that I had only shaken their hands and they were like, Oh my God, you got to come back. And they didn't know, you know, who I was from Adam, you know, mm. I worked for Orlando ballet, but it's, it's such camaraderie mm -hmm. that you can build with dance. It's, it's really great. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Sometimes it works the other way around too. You move and you didn't realize that there's something in there that 
you're feeling. Your mind can't even make sense of it, but I've had times when I've wanted to laugh. I've had times when I've cried just because of a movement. And I don't even understand mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it's something in the body-mind of some sort. Well, especially when it's associated with music. Somehow yeah. The, the music can inform the, the emotion, too, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So there's something to it for everyone, whether you can lift your head to the ceiling um, or your foot to your head right. or just above your knee. Right. It's all relative. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually going back on stage. That's right. Are you? Tell us about After that. Seventeen years. Tell, well, what what prompted that? How much was someone giving you? No. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I kind of really? lovingly nudged you in that direction. <laughs> That's beautiful. Please tell us about it. It's. Uh, I'm actually going to do my first rehearsal for the dancers. I'm going to allow them to to see it at three thirty today. Oh, I'll be there too. You will. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm very moved by yeah. this. I mean, you Would are. Did you say you're be moved? I'm moved. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're you're showing by example what we all can do at any time. It sort of made me think that um, what we were just talking about, because I'm experiencing it right now. We have the choreographer Jessica Lang in town because we're we're doing a program later on in the season where we're going to be doing a, a company piece called Lyric Pieces for eight company members, and there's this solo that she made called The Calling, and it's a four minute solo, and it's it's become this sort of iconic thing and it's gender neutral and it's very much age non-specific and every time that she does it for some and she always wanted to do it for a mature artist and um it's this very very big long skirt that basically kind of covers the entire stage so you don't see the legs at all and it's upper body and torso movements and a little bit of movement here and there but it's I don't know how else to explain it except that the music is haunting and the premise for it, uh, she received a letter from her mentor that moved her to make this piece. And it, it, it applies to me, the calling, because there's going to be a surprise ending that has never been done before Wow! with, with, with my doing it. Wow. And I, I will say I've been able to watch some of the rehearsals and videos and I've seen um, other dancers perform this in video and know how the best way to say this but dancers can typically only dance to their level of maturity in terms of life experience and in terms of the depth and richness of your soul as you go through life and add more things to what make up who you are the difference in watching robert versus the dancers i've seen dance this which were you know of typical dancing age in their 20s or something like that, is that he brings this this soul and this maturity to the movements that a younger dancer couldn't fake it. You can't fake that. And there is this, I mean, the fact that I'm sitting there watching a man that thousands of people used to flock to American Ballet Theater at the Lincoln Center to watch him as a principal dancer, and now I get to watch him perform this role and bring all of the talent that he has with all of the life experience that he has, it's it's hard to watch it and not get emotional. Yeah, I mean, just hearing about it, I just think that's beautiful. What a lesson to your students to never stop growing and taking mm-hmm. risks and challenges and and uh, and still being the artist that you were born to be. 
what yeah. are our what are our two words at this season? This season, I decided um, tenacity and gratitude. Tenacity, tenacity to gratitude. get where you want to go, and gratitude to keep yourself grounded as a decent human being. And I heard an interview with Henry Winkler, huh? and that's <laughs> that's the two words that because they asked him, "You've been a big star for so 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 long. How do you do it and not get caught up in your ego and all that kind of?" And he sounded, just because it was on the radio, he, his voice sounded sincere and honest and inspiring and fresh. Mm-hmm. And he said those two words were his, his virtues that he, he lives by and explained why. And I went, yes. So basically, this is all to say that we got, or Robert got our philosophy for this season from Fonzie. So that's, <laughs> so that's great. That's great. Happy well, days are coming, right. folks. You see, <laughs> one thing I, you know, one thing I love about Robert as an artistic director, the dance world can be a harsh place. Mm. It can be a place where it is full of cutthroat people willing to step on one another to get where they want to go. If there's a, you know, a ballerina who is not working for the company or whatever, there are thousands of girls in line that would kill for that opportunity. And sometimes artistic directors use that as a, a motivator, but it's a negative motivator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Robert has said and shown time and time again, and he always says this to his company, I'm not here to just make you a good dancer. I want you to be good people too. Because when Robert, when Robert left American Ballet Theater to go and tour for several years all over the world, Australia, Royal Ballet, I mean, everywhere, the New York Times called him and wanted to write a, a, you know, a negative piece about American Ballet Theater and Robert's departure. And he said, I'm not going to talk about that. And because he didn't, he got to go back and finish his 10-year career that he had, or additional 10-year career mm-hmm. at American Ballet Theater because he said, I'm going to be a good person because mm-hmm. you never know. Take the high road. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I look back on it now, and I think then I was really unhappy. I was really disappointed for a lot of different reasons. And I, fortunately, I had a really good teacher and a really a mentor who, who said, don't, don't, don't. Just if you're unhappy, move on. And essentially, that's kind of what I did. Yeah, it was the, the Times and the New York Post wanted, wanted me to dis you know, speak <laughs> out, you know, and the post ended up making something up even though I didn't want to talk about it. But, mm. but yeah, I mean, and, and then things continue and then uh, 10 more years. And th- those are my, my, my 10 best years, I feel, mm-hmm. you know, leading up to the age of 41. So that kind of uh, self-discipline and uh, of, of not going for the temptation of, you know, spilling out what your emotions were feeling or what you saw done. Um, is that something uh, that, how is, the question is, how does that part of you influence the integrity of your work as an artist in addition to the integrity of you as a person, wow. mature being? Wow, wow. Um, you know what? That's a really good question. Um, I would think that they're somewhat related. Uh, the left brain, right brain version of um, maturity, I don't know, wisdom. I would say, and not to speak no, for go. you. No, go. I'm I, wordless. <laughs> I think that one of the key attributes of a dancer is discipline. Mm. Um, it is discipline to keep yourself in shape, especially when you're off season. Discipline to, if you know you need to work on something, you go in the studio on your own time and you work on it. And 
I don't think that you can truly have just physical discipline. I think that discipline is a core trait. That's really well said, and I agree with it. A core trait meaning? It applies to all aspects of one's being. Got it. From when you wake up, how you eat, how you are with people, honesty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like the more times that you you find, if you remind yourself, and I've, I've been... This gratitude thing started last year because it was my 10th anniversary and I was getting recognition over recognition. It was like Robert Hill, Robert Hill. It's like enough already, you know? Sorry. But, <laughs> sorry, I'm not but sorry. But I certainly, you know, it, I kept coming back to this feeling of gratitude. And, and then I started researching the word gratitude and things that are associated with it. And it's true. The more time you spend reminding yourself of things that you're grateful for mm-hmm. means the less time that you're spending in negative energy, you mm-hmm. know? And, and you're building it, on the things yeah. that you're feeling good about. Yeah, and however simple and you know naive that sounds, mm-hmm. it's so true. Well, thoughts become our actions. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, speaking of actions, we are about to go to our next oh break, God. but we're going to come back, hear a little bit more about Gratitude, Discipline, and Orlando Ballet. Thank you, listeners. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. You're listening to From the Heart on Magic 107.7 FM. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt. Joshua Vickery will be back with us next week. But I'm very excited about today's show as we listen to what's going on in the world of Orlando Ballet. We have with us today uh, Robert Hill. He is the artistic director and Shane Jewell, the executive director. They work as quite the team and they're doing a great job of telling us about Orlando Ballet from both the executive leadership part of it, but also the artistic side of it. And of course, it takes both to work hand in hand to make successful, yes? Yes, it does. Absolutely. Is that like a dance at times? Totally. Like a marriage. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. And a marriage is like a dance. That's right. Uh, 38 years for me. Congratulations. Same person. Wow. Wow. Even more more (laughs) impressive. (laughs) Wow. I was very young, yes, but I I made a good choice. Good for Um, you. Yes. So as we were talking (laughs) a little bit about um, certainly the beginnings of the the Orlando Ballet and where you've evolved, where do you see yourself going and what are some goals that you have down the line? Well, we're moving, you know where we're going? We're moving into a new building. (laughs) Go Shane. Um, (laughs) So yeah, our new facility for the past, I don't even know uh, how many years, um, the administrative team, the professional company and the school have been at three different locations. There was a time where the professional company was five years. had no home and they were rehearsing on basketball courts and you know wherever they could find a space to rehearse um thanks to the incredible incredible generosity of harriet lake um as well as donated funds from the tourism tax development and the arts and cultural division of the county we were able to raise the 12.5 million dollars to build this brand new 38,000 square foot facility Uh, it's in lock haven park uh, near all of our our dear friends in the arts, mm-hmm. I've passed it many a time. Yeah. Um, it will have up to seven studios total, so the uh, the students will finally get the chance to be rehearsing in the same building as the professional company, which is a just a direct correlation of if you keep doing this, 
and you dedicate yourself and you have the discipline that we spoke of earlier, you could end up mm. as a professional dancer. And here's a perfect example of what that looks like. Um, and then obviously just from a communication standpoint to have everyone in the same facility to finally be in an office next door to Robert where I can just pop in and say, Hey, what do you think about this? As opposed to texting, what time can you talk today? And, <laughs> you know, um, but it, it does so much for the company. One, as we kind of talked about regaining the trust of a community, mm-hmm. there's nothing that says stability and permanence more than a brand new facility. That's our home. Yes. Um, the city was incredible. They donated the property to us. We have a dollar a year lease for wow. the next 50 years. Right on Lake Formosa. Yes. I mean, yeah. Every studio is going to have a lake view. That's yeah. beautiful. Massive bay windows in every studio overlooking And that inspires the you, the peacefulness of the water, the flow, just the analogies of what that represents. I think art, I mean, I think nature was the very first beginning of art. Of what people saw something beautiful in and nature wanted to recreate it and wanted to recreate that. Yes. So there's always been a long connection between art and nature. From um, from a business side, the other thing it allows us to do is because we are it is incredibly rare for a nonprofit to be able to build a new facility mm-hmm. without having to go to a public campaign to raise funds from all of your donors. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that means is we still have all these naming opportunities that are within the facility. Um, several of which I think uh, 2.3 million has already been uh, committed oh. uh, for naming opportunities, but it doesn't have to go to construction. Naming different studios, you mean? Yeah, buildings? studios. Uh, one of our studios where the professional company rehearses will be 7,300 square feet. So it transfers into a 400 seat auditorium space where our company and other organizations throughout the community or touring organizations can perform. It also transfers into a 450 seat ballroom. Wow. And we've gone into an agreement with Arthur's Catering that they're going to handle all the event rental, which is income we've never seen before for mm-hmm. weddings and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but it allows us to use those naming opportunities to build, and we're getting ready to launch this in the fall, um, a sustainability campaign. Building cash reserves, building a new works fund for artistic, building operating reserves for the facility itself. Um, so this is like a once-in-a-lifetime chance to... You know, there have been so many years that the financials of the ballet have been, you know, under duress would be putting it mildly. Yeah. Um, you know, the last, yeah, the last three years we've ended in the black. This past year we ended with over a $200,000 surplus. And now the next step is shoring up those reserve funds to truly make ourselves sustainable right. and to be able to grow. So this building, it, and not to mention just from the school standpoint, we'll have the nicest dance studios in Central Florida, yeah. state of the art. Yeah, one of the nicest in the country, perhaps. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So I mean, how many people can say that they've built one from ground up? Right. Well, several ballet companies have had campaigns like this, and each one of them have told us within the first two years, your building, your school will hit capacity. And we are looking forward to that. We are definitely <laughs> looking forward to that. <laughs> so anyone listening, could could ballet be for them even if they want it just for exercise or something new to do? Yes. And would, even at your school, I, I mean, you're with professionals. So. I, would take it, I would take it broader than that. I wouldn't say ballet. I would say dance. Mm-hmm. Dance. Because mm-hmm. we're not just, you know, when we created and reworked our mission statement a few years ago, we specifically took out the word ballet and uh-huh. put dance yeah. in it because... Mm-hmm. Ballet is obviously, it's in our name, it's the core of what we do, but we've got 
you know, Latin cardio. We've got moved. We've got hip hop. Wait we've a minute. Got You've got Latin cardio yes. and hip hop? Yeah. Yes. Listeners, there's no excuse. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there is no excuse. Just move. Yeah. Okay, so why dance? Why should someone who's never taken a dance class take it? What might they get that would make their life different when they go work at I a bet school you, teaching or IBM sitting at a computer? I bet you if, if this nothing else, they're going to smile. They're going to smile. They're going to move. You know, another thing I've noticed when take, because it's been 15 years since I took a dance class. Oof. Uh, I know. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm okay. A little, okay. little tender. I need to take him to a class. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I noticed was that humans in general, we keep ourselves very close to our body. Yeah. We're not very expressive with our movements and mm-hmm. our arms. And that might work when you're giving a presentation and you only have to use your, you know, your presidential finger when you make a statement, um, but it doesn't work in dance. And mm-hmm. so you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to let your arms go out all the way, and mm-hmm. put them all the way above your head. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a it's a very freeing feeling mm-hmm. I found. I'm sure. It's interesting. That's great. That's great. I took a movement workshop once where they had us do different iconic positions. You know, this, like, you know, your arms stretched straight out. What does that mean to you? And when someone's declaring something or someone is you know, an act of, of bravery or whatever. And emotions are stirred by every moment you make. If you think about it, there's an emotion attributed to every way you hold your hand, it's your fingers, true. your face. Your Robert, this is a perfect segue for you to tell our listeners, or your listeners, sorry. Um, we're, we're we, all, share. We, we yes. share. We do share. Yes, this is our um, show. Talk about the language of ballet and the iconic signs that mean different things the mime the mime yes mm, well well you it, don't mime it because they won't hear exactly you. what he's doing right now is incredible <laughs> <laughs> how am i going to do this um it it's 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 an art form unto itself actually and and you know it's it's been used a lot in the the, the old-fashioned classic ballets um it's hard for people who are new because unless you are explained what this movement means and what that movement means, you won't understand what is being said. But once you do, people find it kind of fascinating. So is it something so, like, for instance, if you take both the palms of your hand and put them on your cheeks and your mouth is open, it's like... Surprise. You know, surprise, yeah. right? right? Right. The Macaulay Culkin moment. Right. right. Okay, yes. yeah. Hand over your heart. A sincere, heartfelt, right? right. Literally, yes, you're right. holding your heart. Yes. Um, I mean, there's for example, you, you, my, I'm gesturing toward you with my hands. Yes. So I say you, and then I touch myself. Oh, and that's me, like to connect and then each other. Come put with two me hands on the heart. heart. So you, I love. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. in a way, we're doing that all the time, whether we're aware of it or not. Exactly. As humans, right. But I want to get back to what you okay. said about posture and physicality and everything, yes. how it informs how you feel. It's so true. I mean, if you look at people who are depressed, mm. they their bodies look slumped over yeah. and introverted yeah. and all of that. So, so there's somebody explained this to me. Kevin McKenzie, the artistic director of ABT, he, he said to me one day, he said, Robert, you know, you can make yourself feel better even if you're not feeling emotionally uplifted just by your physical posture. posture. And it's so true. I've experienced that too. If you decide I'm going to hold my head up, yeah. stick my chest out, be proud and put a smile on my face. You know, if after a while, something chemically changes and you're feeling that even though things might not have changed situational, right. but how you feel 
does. Right. Weird. No, it's true. It, body I mind. mean, if you think, you think body language, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, we use that in the business world. I'll go into a meeting and judging by the person I'm meeting with body language, I'll be able to tell their level of interest. Are they leaning in to hear more? Yes. Are they sitting back with their arms crossed? Right. And have you ever tried it where if they're not, then you sit up tall and you lean in and I you have. notice they tend to becomes, mirror you right. because people Infectious. tend to mirror each other, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow. I always have better posture when I'm around Robert. So. I do too. I do too. I hear that all the time. Oh, I have a ruler down my back today. Yeah, and right. Milena Espinosa, you know, she has the. Uh, C on Park Avenue. She always says that. Oh my God! Every time he comes around, I can stand up straight. <laughs> <laughs> I go out and get that real stiff back bra. No, I'm teasing. Oh, did I say that on radio? Am I allowed to say that? That's <laughs> ah, the arts. You're fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Okay. So let's do real quick the um, yes. the, the rest of the programming for the because it's a it's a really exciting season. Yes, we the, have to. This is the time for that. So after Nutcracker, we're going to be doing Cinderella. Okay. And go ahead. Do you want to talk about? The, the three the three short show program sure what, we, what were you going to say just background on who Cinderella we're doing who's staging it yes um, Victoria Morgan is the choreographer she's also the artistic director of Cincinnati Cincinnati Ballet wow. it's a massive show wow. it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful beautiful show and what she did and which I have so much time for because you know we have to keep ballet relevant in the world we live in so the original Prokofiev score is in three acts and it's quite ponderous can be <laughs> and um she has cut it down to two acts and made it a two hour with a 20 minute intermission wow. ballet and it's wonderful the the production is it's you if need you know to come the story you'll be wowed oh, by the dance of it you don't need to know the story it, it, Great. it tells itself it's, it's valentine's weekend and, oh, okay and it, i think it rings you know speaks of something that still stands true today you know, sometimes it's just all about the shoes. Right. <laughs> yes. And the one that gets lost. That's right. All right, Cinderella, Valentine's weekend. Listeners, put that in the back of your mind. If you're driving and get home, write it down. Nutcracker, that's coming up. Nutcracker's December. December, of course. Cinderella's February. February for uh, Valentine's. March, uh, we're doing a triple bill program. Okay. Which is, we're getting back to what we were talking about, Jessica Lang's ballet. Uh, it's called Made in the USA because the three choreographers are Americans. Uh. Jessica Lang. Val Canaparoli, and I'm doing a world premiere. Wow, yeah. Robert. Yeah. With an American composer. With an American composer what's named the name Jim, of your... Jim Stevenson. Jim, Jim Stevenson. And what's the name of your ballet? That I, I haven't named it yet, but okay. he refers to the, the symphony that he composed uh, as Vision. Oh, Vision. So I'm kind of thinking. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. We're so, making decisions on the show. That's right. okay. So it's in my the back of my brain like percolating. That. So we'll, we'll see. And then we wrap up. We wrap up with Mowgli, the Mowgli. Jungle Book story. Nice. Yeah. It's very, very Lion King-esque in yeah. the costumes mm -hmm. and the puppeteering. And oh, it's a, that's it's a perfect. Mm -hmm. Big show. And mm -hmm. costumes and ballet. Mm -hmm. That sounds wonderful. So tell us, once again, where can everyone go for more information and tickets? Right now we have season tickets on sale. So you can get tickets for the rest of the season at OrlandoBallet.org. OrlandoBallet.org. Yeah. And that's where you need to go for the season tickets. Okay. Yeah. All right. And if they have any questions, their phone, your phone number is there. It's all, all the contact They could probably even walk into the front We'd desk. We'd love to see you. Walk in. Hey, they just said it. They probably yeah. have candy there or something. That's right. Well, probably not. They and especially so once we get into our new building, you're going to want to walk into that yeah. thing. That's I took a wonderful. tour yesterday. Oh. Will you have an open house when that happens? Oh, yes. And that'll be on your website as yes. well. OrlandoBallet.org. Yes. Well, gentlemen, this brings us to the end of oh, our third segment. Say it ain't so. It, please come back. 
I want you to come back, especially when Josh was here. Absolutely. And there's so much Anytime. more that you can add. We'll talk about dance and art and why it's important. We'll yeah. find a reason because whatever you say is, is gold. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here. And listeners, we will be back next week. Josh will, will return as well. Thank you so much for listening to us. My name is Mary Thompson Hunt. You've been listening to From the Heart on Magic 107.7 FM. Have a good day. Thank you.